you're not just building a website. You're building a marketing solution. Frankly, if you're just building a website, you really can't charge thousands of dollars for that. But if you're designing and creating a website so good that it can become the foundation of that business's marketing, then the value of what you're creating for that business is almost incalculable. Now, the overall concept though, is that you're helping your clients to create a vital component of their marketing, something that will help them get a return on their investment and drive revenue in their business. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. Web design is a dying business. Why would I pay you that much when I can do it myself with Squarespace? How do you expect to make money building websites now? Have you heard any of these in the last few years? As user-friendly website builder programs like Wix and Squarespace have grown in popularity, it probably feels like it's almost impossible to find someone willing to pay more than a few hundred dollars for you to build them a website. But that doesn't have to be the case. In fact, I consistently charge clients thousands of dollars to build them a website, and I rarely get pushback on my prices anymore. Want to know how I do it? Of course you do. I'm going to walk you through the common objections you'll face from prospects and how to answer them, what you're actually creating for them. Hint, it's not necessarily a website how to work for the right clients, and how you can communicate your overall value to capture those prospects. Ready to dive in? Why do you charge that much when I can do it myself? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that exact sentence over the last few years as I've expanded my website agency. While I don't try to attract the clients that don't wanna pay, I certainly got referrals from other happy clients. Unfortunately for me, my referrals didn't always explain my pricing or how it all worked. Inevitably, I'd be sitting in a meeting with someone who was gobsmacked that my website design prices started at $5,000. Why would they pay for that when they could go do it themselves with Wix or Squarespace? Well, frankly, I often told them that they could do just that, and sometimes that was the end of the conversation. But most of the time, they wanted to know why I could charge what I did and how I was so cavalier about my price points. Here's roughly the speech I give. Look, you could go and try to create a website by yourself and that's totally okay. But what takes me 10 minutes can take you two hours because I do this every single day. And I've been doing this for 17 years. You have your expertise and I have mine. So while yes, you could go to Squarespace and create a decent website, it's probably going to have user experience issues, not be properly set up for search engine optimization, and you might miss vital pieces that would lead to sales. But yeah, you could create a decent website on your own and it might work just fine for you. But really, is that how you wanna spend the next few weeks or months toying around with a website and trying to figure out how that all works? Or would you rather I take care of that for you and guide you through the entire process? That's it. I acknowledge that they can create a website and it might work just fine, 
even well, but what is their time worth? Honestly, what gets most of my prospects to go from objection to signing a proposal is knowing that they've already been overwhelmed creating a website. Often, they're coming to me for their second website, and maybe they or a family member built the first. It's already not doing what they want, and and they know that. More than that, their first website didn't do what they wanted or expected, so why should they pay me thousands of dollars to build the next one for them? Can a website really do that much for their business? Here's the big thing, though. You're not just building a website. You're building a marketing solution. Frankly, if you're just building a website, you really can't charge thousands of dollars for that. But if you're designing and creating a website so good that it can become the foundation of that business's marketing, then the value of what you're creating for that business is almost incalculable. I dug into the 10 steps you need to take to build a marketing machine website in episode 15, So feel free to jump there after you finish this episode if you need a refresher. Now, the overall concept, though, is that you're helping your clients to create a vital component of their marketing, something that will help them get a return on their investment and drive revenue in their business. Let's look at some real numbers. Now, I once had a prospect Bach that I wanted him, I wanted to charge him $4,000 for a website. This was about four years ago. My prices were lower. I asked what he expected the website to do for him. Basically, he was hoping to increase his e-commerce sales to $10,000 a month. And yet he didn't want to invest $4,000 up front to get to the $10,000 per month. Isn't that a bit crazy? Now, if you have a client that comes to you, ask what they're getting out of their website each month now real numbers. Some, they may not know, especially if they sell a service that is a little harder to track direct sales from. But if they're hoping to earn, say, even $5,000 a month in their business, a website that costs $6,000 and works for them for two plus years isn't a large investment at all in the scheme of things, especially if that website can automate some of their processes, saving them time, and increase their revenue over time. Now, if you are getting these objections, and I'm sure you are, make sure you're focusing on the value that the website you're building will bring. It's also not always about money, but we'll cover that a little later in today's episode. Now, if you've been with this podcast any length of time, you have probably been waiting for me to talk about this part of it. Can you really provide your clients value if you, the designer and developer, are building them a website in Wix or Squarespace yourself? Well, frankly, honestly, not a ton. You can't charge as much for a website built on a platform like that for a lot of reasons. But for me, it's about the lack of value. When you want to provide and build a true marketing machine for your website, give them the most value out of their website and something that's going to last and actually earn that ROI over time, you have to build it at least in WordPress. Now you could certainly custom code a solution, though that price point would be wildly different, AKA much higher. WordPress gives your clients the ability to change and update content on their own and have something that's flexible. Now why WordPress though? How is this different? Here's just a few reasons. 
One, it can live anywhere. They're not stuck with Wix or Squarespace for hosting as long as they have that website. Two, WordPress is far more flexible and better, can grow better with a business. Three, SEO is just better by far with WordPress. Number four, it's cheaper to maintain over time and cheaper to add on to. Their monthly costs with Wix and Squarespace, those never go away. But over time, WordPress can be a lot more affordable. Number five, it is flexible enough to add e-commerce or learning management systems to easily. They can also fully own the website. And that's not really true when you're living on a platform that you can never break away from. And the last reason, it's just a lot easier to sell the value of the website when you're not using the exact same tools your client could use on their own. Now, the thing that matters most to me and my clients, though, is that they own the website. If they're spending several thousand dollars with me and then Squarespace then went down or you're just out of business completely, I look like a charlatan. With WordPress, their website can outlive any issues with WordPress itself and can move to any host they choose. But here's the other bonus for my business. WordPress also lets me sell hosting services for added recurring revenue. So really, it's a win-win for me and my clients. They get to talk to just me and no one else. And honestly, that's how most of them like it. Now, none of this really matters if you're just not working for the right clients. And believe me, that can feel like the hardest part of starting any business, but especially a high value web design business. Where do you find people willing to pay the kind of prices that you want to charge? I promise this does get easier over time. I've personally had a lot of luck networking in Facebook groups where my ideal client hangs out, answering questions, and eventually being able to pitch my services when someone posts that they're looking for a new website. I've made connections through some in-person networking in my local community too. Once you've had a couple happy clients though, and here's the magic, you'll be amazed at the referrals that start coming in. I just had somebody set up a discovery call from a client referral today. Not all of them will be the right fit, like the couple I mentioned earlier, but they will be the right ones. Now, one thing that has helped me though is to include prices on my own website. I know, I know that can sound crazy, especially when my prices start at $5,000, but it weeds out the referrals who go to my own website to check me first. That prevents me from wasting time with people that I simply will not be able to help. It also gives the right clients an idea of where their custom price point might be. You also have to be good at saying no to projects that don't serve you, and this is hard. No to the people that haggle and argue on your prices. No to the people that want a bunch of stuff for free. And you need to have a solid contract that prevents you from being taken advantage of. You have to lay everything out, have clear definitions on revisions, out-of-scope items, and how you'll handle those additional requests. But most importantly, this is not a race to the bottom. Now here's the secret. The clients that want to haggle you down and get down to the lowest price are the ones that will be your worst clients. It is true 
every single time. They're the ones that will try to slip in extra work, argue for things that are way out of scope, and they'll want a thousand rounds of revisions. The higher price clients, the ones that are willing to pay for the value of what you're bringing that business, however, are the ones that are that hardly request any changes. They're the types of clients who have a few tweaks and keep a project moving. Want to know what the real difference is with those two kinds of clients? One doesn't believe in the product they're being sold. That's why they wouldn't pay for it to begin with. The other, they trust your expertise and understand the value you're bringing to the project. That's why they didn't haggle or bargain too much during the pricing phase. They already got it. Now, one thing, let's just touch on this for a second. I often see other website business experts say is that you have to niche down to really find the right clients. And you totally can. There is nothing wrong with that. I actually work with an agency whose main clientele are in the aviation industry, and they do really great business because of that niche. But me personally, I'd find that very boring over time. I like variety and I like the challenge. Now, honestly, the best practices are the same no matter what industry my client resides in. The what and the who might change a little bit, but the how and the why tend to say the same regardless of who the client is. Now, if you want to grow your business faster, you need to focus on a specific industry. It can definitely help, but you really just need to get a to get clear on who your own customer is to grow. I know that I like working with small businesses that typically have one to five team members on staff. I have clients with bigger teams than that, but personally, I like to work directly with the business owner. It's their vision, their baby. I get to do far better work when I can communicate their vision specifically. So drill down on who you want to work with and you can just create a good picture of that individual It doesn't have to be industry specific. Now, all of this is great, but where do you start with communicating the value that you're going to bring clients? Now, I've often found that there are two most important points of contact within the sales process to do that. The initial proposal meeting and the proposal itself. You can continue to showcase your value throughout the project, but they're already sold at that point. In your initial meeting, make sure you're listening, listening to the client. Don't jump in to sell right away. In fact, I barely sell in my meetings. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Are you an Office fan? Remember that episode where Dwight and Jim can't figure out how the other sales guy, played by Timothy Oliphant, can continuously beat them. So they set up a sting What they discovered is that Danny was actually letting the clients sell him. He was focused more on whether or not they'd be a good fit to work together than he was about getting the contract immediately. This is precisely how I handle my meetings. I listen. I ask questions about what they feel is working in their business and what's not, and I find out why they want a new website to begin with. I ask a lot of wise, and I dig deep into feeling what they feel isn't working. And then I turn it on them. Once I know their why, it's a lot easier for me to answer that back with what I'd be doing for them. And you know what? 
The why is almost always wanting to earn more money and save time. They can want to save time with decreasing time-wasting emails and phone calls, make their website easier to update, create more blogs faster, automate some processes in their business. They can want to increase their revenue, not just with direct sales, but with more email list subscriptions, more lead forms, more phone calls, better candidates applying for jobs, etc. When you can break down what they want, you're going to be able to tell them exactly how their new website can get them there. Don't just talk about it in your first meeting either. Reinforce the value you're going to bring, answering those stated needs right at the beginning of the proposal. Now, one thing that you can do to help attract the right clients and pre-expose your prospects, show off your expertise on social media. You want to focus on posting on platforms that your ideal client spends time on. So if they like Instagram, if they like LinkedIn, if they like Facebook, focus on those. Share educational and entertaining posts that showcase you know what you're talking about. Then mix in testimonials, website showcases, case studies, and other social proof from previous clients that show off that your websites help to get results. I have had a few clients come to me from social media, so it's definitely worth the time investment, but it also helps to reinforce your expertise during the proposal process. You can direct a new process prospect to learn more about you at your own website or your own social media before your first meeting. If you're not really sure where to start with social though, I highly recommend you focus on telling your story, which I cover how to do in episode 20. You can also take HubSpot's free social media marketing course, which I've linked in today's show notes, that will help you get started if you've not done a lot of social media training before. And you want to know a secret? A lot of web designers and especially developers really kind of suck at social media. So this is a place you can shine. Now you can still make money charging to build websites, even if the only thing you know are the basics. But the fact is that you need to provide more than just a home on the internet for a business. If you want to charge the high prices and provide value for your clients, you have to provide the value in return. Now, one way you can learn the things that make a website better, listen to this podcast every week. I cover all the various things you need to know how to create websites that actually add value for your clients, how to help them get ROI, and even the digital marketing tactics that you can sell to increase your recurring revenue. Now, it'll take you some time and learning, but you can get there. Start small and with a lower and with lower budget projects and build up your expert experience and expertise. And you'll be charging high ticket for websites in no time. Now, thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more digital masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.